Welcome to the Diamond Mind Podcast with Nate and Lanny, where we listen to all 92 Diamond albums certified by Billboard. Today's album is... Come Away With Me by Nora Jones. Uh, but before we get into anything, here's our news segment. And welcome back to Music News. First up, Elton John and Dua Lipa have a single out called Cold Heart, which I believe is a remix, so go check it out. Dolly Parton has announced that she's written a novel with James Patterson called Run, Rose, Run, which is a thriller about a young singer-songwriter on the rise and on the run. Dolly is also releasing a 12-song companion album for the book. You can pre-order the novel, but it officially comes out on March 7th, 2022. The MTV Video Music Awards nominees list is out and about, so go give it a look if you haven't. And the award show will take place on Sunday, September 12th, so mark your calendars now. Beanie Feldstein has been cast in a Broadway revival of Funny Girl. The role she's playing was originally played by Barbara Streisand, and that role, if you don't know, is Fanny Bryce. If you haven't seen, people have taken to Twitter to post memes about how they think Leah Michelle is taking the news. Leah Michelle starred as Rachel Berry in Glee, and many of her co-stars have stated how horrible she was to work with. But she's a huge fan of Barbara Streisand, I believe they've even met and she's performed for her before, and has openly admitted years ago that she wanted to play Fanny. Jamie Spears also said that he will be stepping down as, or I guess the conservator, whatever, from his conservatorship, so free Britney. Stevie Nicks has canceled her 2021 tour dates and many other bands and festivals are requiring COVID-19 vaccinations or proof of negative test results. And, oh, to catch you up from the last news, The Offspring, uh, their life thing, they're actually, they're still on top of their game. So Yeah, good for them. Indeed, they were kicking. And finally, when we covered Santana's Supernatural, we were both huge fans of the song Smooth that featured Rob Thomas from Matchbox 20. Well, I'm here to tell you that they have a new song out called Move that was released on the 18th of August. Sadly, today is only the 12th. And will be on Santana's new album that comes out on October 15th. If you want to read more about that, visit uprocks.com. That's U-P-R-O-X-X dot com. Now, back to Nora's album. And we're back from that news segment. So, before we get into Nora Jones's album... Let's go on to the social medias. So, Twitter, TDM Pod, TDM POD, the Instagram, the Diamond Mind Podcast, YouTube, if you're an audio listener and you want to see our face or you want to go look at the vlog or whatever, the Diamond Mind, if you look up the Diamond Mind Podcast on YouTube, we should be the first thing that pops up. Uh, rate us, I mean, I'm going to say this now, but I'm going to say it at the end too. Rate us five stars uh, if you haven't already. And uh, just subscribe or follow on whatever platform you're on so you can get notified whenever we, you know, publish a video. Anyways. Alright, so Come Away With Me is 14 songs, 45 minutes long. It was released on February 26, 2002, and it went 10 times platinum. Okay, so to get into the album, if unless you have anything to say. Okay, so first song is called... Don't Know Why uh, has some soft coffee shop vibes, you know. It's got a just like a little soft jazzy, I guess, piano. It's not full-on jazz, but like the sophomore tame jazz. I don't really know what that's called. I guess 
I don't want to say smooth jazz because that's almost overdone, but like you you'll, you would understand if you listen to the song. Um, and it has a drum played with like br- brushes, which I think sounds really really dope whenever somebody does that. Just a very tame vibe going on, and the best comparison I can give you if you've never heard of Nora Jones, which honestly, kind of kind of a shame that I hadn't, because she has some popular songs. I hadn't heard of Nora Jones until literally two days ago. So, um, to me, she sounds like a female Michael Buble. That's the I best comparison that. I can give. And... I will go ahead and say, I think we might touch on this throughout, but we don't listen to this type of music much in our personal lives, but also we haven't really come across this in the uh, Diamond albums yet. So, going into my notes here, it's quite the change of pace with a very soft and relaxing song. Uh, Her voice is beautiful and soft. The guitar mixed with the piano and the soft snare, like Nate said, it's played with the brushes or the metal almost like that whisk springy type mm-hmm. of material if you understand I, I know there is a technical term but we don't know it so if you do enlighten us um, and it was just it all made the song so soft and to use a different word to describe it I would almost say peaceful like my body instantly relaxed and I felt the fatigue from the day set in I don't know if you feel this or if it's just a me thing but it was like I can always feel it in my feet and that's how I know I've had an eventful well, you know, I just, just productive I feel it day. In my, I feel it in my back. I feel it very much in my back whenever I, like, yeah. can finally come home and, like, stretch my spine. I definitely feel it in, like, my back muscles. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that's all I have for, um... Okay, dope. Don't know why. So, the next song is called Seven Years. Uh, the guitar is... It's, like, a little finger-picked chord pattern, which... I was wondering if that was her. I'm not. I'm not gonna say it was her because I don't even know if she plays guitar. I've never heard of this chick till like two days ago. But um, if it is, good on you. I want to say she does, but I'm again. I don't really yeah, she gives me that vibe that she could probably play the guitar. Yeah. Some people just have that vibe. I mean, you know? she's singer songwriter, so I'm pretty. Sh- I actually, I'm almost 100 certain she plays the guitar because of well, what I felt later. If that's you. Good on you, Nora. Uh, anyways, it's uh, this is where I first thought of the term minimalistic to describe the songs. There's not really a ton going on. It's not overwhelming at all, and nothing about it is overwhelming. The drums are super reserved, and so is the guitar, and her voice doesn't necessarily, like, scream out at you. Mm-hmm. Um Everything is just very tranquil. Everything is very yes. in its own bubble. Um, and I can just really appreciate that. I've had a huge day, and I have a huge... I've had a huge week, and I have uh, just an eventful rest of my week, and I, I can just appreciate the, the calmness. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So this song, I didn't write much, but I took it as a little girl who sees nothing wrong in the world. You know, you're just living in the moment, enjoying the simplicities of her life. I mean, seven years, so I assume the girl is a seven-year-old girl, you know, so it's That's like what I thought, yeah. spirit can't be broken, that kind of thing going on. 
Um, but she's alone and doesn't really understand that sense of loneliness yet. That spike happens every time you record. Yeah, it's weird. Um, also, real quick, do y'all wear my Eagle shirt? I also, instead of wearing a t-shirt, wore a hat today. It says Raised on Dolly, but I have to take it off because it's driving me up the wall already. Anyway, next song. Uh, the next song is called Cold, Cold Heart. Um, it opens up with a stand-up bass. Um... First time we've experienced that, I'm pretty sure, at least to to this extent on the Diamond Albums. I freaking love that instrument. That has to be one of my favorite instruments, like, period. I love the stand-up bass. Um, if you want to sit and drink a cappuccino and think about your crush that won't commit to you, this is your song, bro. I'm just telling you. That's called hiding your depression. Behind Cappuccino. Uh, I just really enjoyed this song. Not that I'm drinking a cappuccino and thinking about a crush that won't commit to me. I have a girlfriend. Shout out to Kylie. <laughs> Your turn. A one fan. <laughs> a consistent fan. Um, good lord. So this one immediately sounds more jazzy. I think I really meant blue bluesy yeah. or whatever instead of jazzy I think I misnoted on that one um, but I won't lie this album so far at like at this point when you're listening it seemed like something I would just play in the background for noise if I was like doing chores or just anything else really um, or just put it on a playlist for relaxation like Nate said it's kind of like coffee house music um, I really didn't write anything else for the song Understood. or the next one well, the next song is called Feeling the Same Way. Um, this one's a good bit faster than the last song, and it's definitely a little less jazzy or bluesy or whatever you want to call it. Um, it gets back to her singer-songwriter kind of. Yeah. Uh, it's weird that you say that, though, because she, uh, she didn't write this song. She didn't write the majority of the songs. Really. Yeah. Um, and it saddens me because, uh, I mean, she has a great voice, and I can really appreciate that. Um, even if you don't write your own songs and you have a great voice, good on you. You have, but like, more than I have. So, um, I can really appreciate her good voice, but I just wish the emotion in her voice in these songs that she doesn't write that are, like, super introspective and can get you thinking. I wish that emotion was coming from the heart rather than somebody else's pen. But here's the thing, though. I think the guy's name is Jesse. Who wrote yeah, the majority was, of them? Oh, what was his name? Jesse something. It was definitely Jesse, but... Okay. Je- Williams? Or... It was Jesse. Me. Jesse. No, you're thinking of Hank Williams. That was the oh, guy that I was... Yeah. yeah uh, okay. <laughs> anyway, Jesse, I'm pretty sure that... I mean, they're close to friends. He wrote the majority of this album, like... And she even covered one of his own songs that he wrote and sang. So, I mean, I think there is a closeness and a bond between them, and she can just deliver those songs, and he would write songs for her because they have that connection. So I feel like it it comes from her, too, in a sense, in like a I'm writing this for you kind of way to perform, but, again, it doesn't come from her own mind. It is different. So it's like, yeah... Um, but the, I, quite literally, the only thing I have, they are blowing up my phone. Dang. That was Southern. 
um, the only the only thing I have written about the song is that she actually helped produce it. Huh. Very interesting. Nice. Uh, the next song is called "Come Away with Me." This is, I think, the most popular song on the album, probably. Um, I this. Okay, she has a. She has an album with Billy Joe Armstrong of Green Day, and I listened to that album. I won't lie; it's not my favorite. Sorry, guys. And so I had heard those songs, and then this was the only Nora Jones song that I had like really heard that it was just her. Hmm. So. I hadn't heard anything. So uh, this song is written by her, and it's also one of her most popular songs. Coincidence? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, you decide. Leave a comment. <laughs> um, at this point, I was very incredibly tired. I still am very tired. Um, but at this point I was exceptionally tired and I really almost fell asleep to it because I had my head right here and I was like holding my phone right there. That's the playlist she needs to be on. I got to a point where I couldn't sleep, like melatonin was making me sick. I couldn't, like nothing Melatonin makes me sick too. It used to not. And then it, like it didn't give me crazy dreams and then I took a break and then it gave me like crazy dreams and then it started making me sick. So I don't know what's going on there. But... Anyway, I started listening to, like, Spotify playlists of, like, mm-hmm. deep relaxation or, like, people, whatever you put on when you go to sleep or whatever. Yeah. This, this should be on it. This entire album. Well, except one of the songs, but we'll get to that. But, yeah, basically all I have to say is, like, to me in my sleep-deprived state, I typed, her voice is like pouring liquid butter on my brain. And realistically, that's not a far shot off. Of it's what not, it really is like. It's not that I hate envisioning it. Mm. Um, buttery brains. Buttery brains. Um, buttery brains. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> what are you doing? Are you done? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay. Uh, point Blank is a beautiful song. It sold 20 million copies by itself. So it's in the Diamond Songs. Huh, how about that? Yeah. Um, she wrote the song in 10 or 15 minutes, like 10 to 15 minutes. And remembered wow. it long enough to record it because she didn't have, like, a tape recorder at the time. Mm-hmm. And she was afraid that she would forget it, but she didn't. And that's crazy how it stuck with her since it's, like, her, I think probably her best-selling song of all time. Um, very minimal amount of lyrics, which is a common theme in all of her songs, and I didn't really start to notice until this song. Um... But the composition and the guitar solo pushes it to be three minutes and 18 seconds. It's just a simple, sweet love song kind of thing. So, yeah. Well, this next song is called Shoot the Moon. Uh, I really love this first little verse that she has, and I'm just going to read it. Um, The summer days are gone too soon. You shoot the moon and miss completely. And now you're left to face the gloom, the empty room that once smelled sweetly. If you asked me what that meant, I could maybe give you something, but, like, not a ton. Um, I just thought it sounded really cool, and I liked it, and just the imagery there, like, just thinking about what she is saying and, like, envisioning it in my head. I don't know. Uh, I just appreciate, like, the rhyme scheme, too, and such soft, nice words, and it, it just maintains that calm state that she's going for. It's like I'm being my ear my eardrums are just being swaddled in a nice woolen blanket, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh 
I also think I was just in the perfect mood for this album at this point because I was so tired. Tired. Um, <laughs> Sleepy time. Majority of other times I would have dismissed this album by like song four as boring. Uh, and I don't do that till like song 11, so. It's 14, <laughs> like I said in the beginning, so. That's good for you, I guess. Because <laughs> normally you're just like, oh my gosh, I can't do this. Uh-huh. <laughs> I feel you, but, um. So I, it's towards the beginning, she does a little self-harmony thing, and I really enjoyed that, which we've been noting that in the past several albums about yeah. harmonies and things like that. So it's interesting. Um. I don't have much to say about this one either. I mean, like I've kind of already we've touched on, her songs are very simple, calm, and lovely. So it's hard to really pick it apart for people like us who are in no way professionals. But Apple says the genre is singer-songwriter, which makes sense. But at the same time, <laughs> you can get hints of country like Willie Nelson, the way the guitar picking goes. And, yeah. And, I mean, we've kind of touched on the blues, how she includes just little bits of that in there and I wrote this like at this point in the song so we hadn't even gotten to some of the other songs that she has on here but yeah they're all similar but different and it's very hard to try to Mm -hmm. piece together that's all I have you see that over there right is that is that a man is that a man is that a man riding a shrimp And we're back. Sorry, there's. I mean, there was a man riding a shrimp. Yeah. Like we we could not observe the man riding a shrimp. Anyways, this next song is called "Turn Me On." Uh, that they had a little growling action in in the beginning, and <laughs> I really did not expect that. Uh. <laughs> yeah, just like that. Um, she definitely increases her vocal range from what had been previously in the song, and. I'm pretty impressed. They also have a church organ in the back. So shout out to all the church piano players out there. Shout out to all the <laughs> We don't need to repeat of that episode. <laughs> if if y'all remember still... that fiasco. Oh, oh no. Please. We were still in the closet, weren't we? Yeah, we were not not like a the second closet. <laughs> we were Oh what shoot. Mean? What what? What do you mean, what? What do you mean, mean, not like that? What do you mean? Are you serious? Okay, never mind. Just, yeah. <laughs> I just won't even talk about it. They know. Anyway. Uh, so, this is a cover originally written by John D. I think it's Louder Milk. <laughs> Louder Milk? Boy. That's an unfortunate last name. Uh, who was a singer-songwriter primarily in the 50s and 60s. He actually died in 2016. Aww. In Tennessee. He's born in North Carolina. Um, but this cover specifically made the song popular. She comes in with a powerful and certain oomph in her voice. She exaggerates the era it was written in as well as making it feel modern, which basically sums up what a timeless piece is, in which I believe that's what this song is. Next. Um, before we get into this next song, I just want to say, uh, I feel like you can kind of tell that the album was very calm because the vibe we have right now is very calm. Like, our our mannerisms and stuff this, aren't super duper like, ah, The last nowhere. time we had a short podcast, I think it was the Elvis Presley Christmas album. Mm-hmm. So this might rival. Yeah, this will be a shorter one. Anyways, 
the next song is called Lone Star. Shout out to you, Dallas. Um, it isn't even about Texas. So I just, you know, it's Lone Star State. Um, it was hard to find anything new to really say because all of their all the songs have a very similar vibe. Um, I guess the best oh. thing I can talk about here yeah. is. Uh, I just find it cool how she can make a song so interesting with, like, no more than three sounds going on at the same time. Like, it'll be, like, her voice, a it's, little stand-up bass, and a drum, or, like, a piano. It's snare and, guitar. Like, yeah. Snare guitar. But, hey, I, I was smelling your stepping in. The snare guitar. That's what I'm going to start calling banjos from now on. Anyway. Uh, snare guitar, <laughs> piano, or snare guitar, bass, or snare guitar. She had other instruments, but... Yeah, there's not a lot of sounds going on, and um, it almost makes it, like, more, like, it draws you in more because of how minimalistic it is, because every song, it makes you listen a little closer, you know? Yeah, and every song, even though she has the same, who's out there? <laughs> who's raving that engine out there on the highway? Even though she, on the highway. Sorry. <laughs> Even though she has the same, what is it called, I guess, variance factors into the song, mm-hmm. the outcome is different every time. She's, she makes every song sound welcoming and warm. Thank mm-hmm. you, Nora. Thank you for listening to the Diamond Mind. The, um, um, the, and something about the minimalism that I think is cool is, like, when she does throw in something kind of cool, like, maybe, like, a little guitar riff will happen just like something really subtle or like maybe the drum pattern will change or she'll throw in a guitar solo or whatever it makes it even more interesting and more cool because it's like oh my gosh something is like happening right now and I'm not being sarcastic I'm not trying to dookie on Nora right now being like oh you don't have a lot going on in your song it's fine if that's what you're going for if that's the sound you're going for whatever it's fine um and honestly I could appreciate it so Okay. Um, so this star, or, oh my gosh. Or the Diamond Mind Podcast, where we have aneurysms. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you can joke about that. Yeah, I can. Aneurysms. Not when we have listeners at the age of 40 and higher. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, Lone Star, this song is what I meant to say, only has three stanzas. Word. Yeah, this feels like a very classic country song or like a s- small town singer. Uh, it's refreshing to hear after the albums we've been hearing lately and just the music we hear nowadays in general. I like that you can hear each individual finger movement on the guitar. See, I, I really had to dig for this one. Yeah. I found something to say about this song. Um, but it adds a certain kind of unpolished sound and extra... I don't want to say unwanted, but kind of is an unwanted, like a not purposeful sound in the Mm -hmm. recording. Um, But it adds that aspect to the song that we didn't really know that we needed. But also you're talking about the minimalistic parts, the the simplicity of this entire album. We're also coming off of the NSYNC album, where there was literally one song where they just threw in a hodgepodge of, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. and put that out there. And they were trying to, I mean, it it was a lot. Cynthy, different bass beats, guitar, whatever they could find they were putting into songs, making all these techno beats come 
millennial or millennium coming of the age kind of thing, whatever. And then we get this. It's almost like the reverse of like how like sometimes when super duper energetic music or like songs with a lot of sound going on, uh, they kind of like jar you. It's honestly like this is the opposite. Like this album very much so unjarred me. Like it, I don't know what the opposite of that would be. It just it mellowed me out so it's much. Like, okay, here's how I'm imagining it. I'm visual learner. If you all wanted to know, but you didn't. It's like I'm just gonna use NSYNC as a, an example again. So we have all this music, and it's like you have a corked bottle, and all that music kind of makes it expand. And when you have that pressure in there, you know how the bottle is like really tight. Like let's, yeah. say, let's just say a classic bottle, like a Coke bottle or something, a two liter. It makes it really tight. Nora Jones is almost like unscrewing the cap to let all the pressure out. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so you get that. Tss- well, you don't want to unscrew it too fast because then you'll have soda all over the floor and then your mommy will yell at you. <laughs> I'm the way, sorry. The way I knew where that was going, but also don't know why it was going there. Okay. Next. Okay. The next song is called I've Got to See You Again. This one definitely feels more bluesy. Uh, obviously not full-on blues, just like that soft coffee shop, jazz, blues, whatever thing. Um, also, oddly enough, this song has a violin. Uh, just really wasn't expecting that out of nowhere. Oh, I was going to write that down, but then I deleted it. So, yeah, I'm glad you touched on that. Yeah, it's just, I was just like, I heard it, and I was like, is this really happening in this song? And I don't think it happens for the rest of the album, so how about that? Oh, yeah, okay, because this was kind of, this was the song I was kind of referencing a little bit where she has different sounds, and how this entire album, except for this song, would be, like, on a relaxing coffee shop kind of, thank you, playlist. I tried to, I tried to, like. I've thrown up in my mouth so many times today. (laughs) <laughs> that my podcast where we throw up in our mouths <laughs> like I was literally walking into work and it just came up and I was like huh I was like you know I think I threw up in my mouth today too I've been eating it's in like crap. personal finance or something <laughs> I've been eating like crap Sorry, today or this week <laughs> so my body's just down Miss Stanton no dude <laughs> you threw up I think she would eat <laughs> no she would lose her mind because her floor's carpeted she would not appreciate well, and no one would appreciate that, but she really wouldn't appreciate that. Uh-huh. Anyway, let's just get back to the song. Um, this is the longest on the album at four minutes, 13 seconds. Genius, you know, genius lyrics, uh, describes it as a somewhat eerie, slow-moving, deep cut that contains many lines that seem to subtly allude to a romantic attachment to a stripper or other erotic dancer. And that makes sense because you said you felt blues, but I felt burlesque. You know what I'm talking about? I have no clue what that word means. I don't know what burlesque means. How would you help me out? No, I'm just going to show them right here. That sounds like some sort of synthetic leather that would be used on uh, cheap Walmart boots. Burlesque? Oh, it's apparently a musical romance as well. Is that Cher? That is Sharon. Uh, Sharon Christina. <laughs> That's not what I was looking for, but it also is. Like, burlesque. There's a specific... you. I mean, but how does that make... What is? How does that differentiate on. them? Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to play a snippet. 
We might have to cut this, so if we come back in different positions, you know why. See y'all soon. All right, so Lainey showed me the burlesque musical, the whole entire thing. We just watched it right here. Um, there you go, Cher. Minutes. Um, so this next song is called Painter Song. Uh, the way this song paints a picture <laughs> is dope. Um, I really like that she talks about climbing inside the swirling skies. I think that's just like, I think that's just so nice. Those, the way those words form in my ear canals are just, it's just beautiful. Oh, for some reason I thought you were about to start talking about the climb by Molly Cyrus. (laughs) There's always going to be another mountain. You're always going to want to make it move. It's always going to be an uphill battle. Um, also, they went full-on Animal Crossing and used an accordion, and it literally just sounded like it's interesting something to me from Animal Crossing. How you tie that to Animal Crossing, dude? There's like Animal Crossing music; it hits different, bro. But it our remi- French teacher used to play Animal Crossing music while we would work. Yes, it, because that sounds like something you would yeah. do in a French cafe. Yeah, no cat. I also think of Weird Al when I think of the accordion. I think of Weird Al when... Hmm, no. I think, of, I, think of, I, I think of Weird Al. I think of Weird Al every day. The other day when I came over to record that podcast, though, and I looked at the back of you and all I saw was curly hair and that bright button-up shirt, I was like, Weird Al wore that in the 80s. <laughs> I was like, that's weird. Hey, shout out to Weird Al. I wish you had a li- or, uh, album on the list. Diamond album. Wouldn't that be crazy? A diamond album that's literally just cover songs. You know, I feel like him and... Or not cover songs, but like remix songs. Parodies. I yeah, like, that's what it's called. I feel like Weird Al and Kenny G aren't that far off. Yeah, I could see that. I think they just look very it's similar, like they're like too. cousins, though. you know? Uh-huh. Like, they're similar, but different. Like, they're both kind of weird. Kenneth Gorlick, Weird Al Yankovic... I could see yeah, it. I wonder if they've ever met. There's no way they haven't. Hold on. I'm looking up Kenny G. Weird Al. Are Get... you done with your notes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> While you look that up, I'm just going to... Mine's pretty short. But I like how this one is a hypothetical, um, kind of like a dreamscape kind of song. It seemed like a Disney song to me, almost Princess and the Frog, and it included an accordion. Like, Nate, we've already, we've already covered that. But it feels nostalgic. Throw up in my mouth again. It feels nostalgic despite the fact that it's. What did I write? Hold on. Okay, it feels nostalgic despite the fact that I've never heard the song before, so it's not nostalgic for me specifically, but it just makes you feel nostalgia, which is very. That's a very powerful thing to hold in your hand. Yeah. Um, it just brings this good, lighthearted, dreamy feeling. Yes, you can go now. Look at that, bro. Uh, the, viewers, to... the viewers have already seen it. I just put it up on the screen while you were talking. Um, That's it? It's just me talking to that. <laughs> no, I put it in between us, so I was pointing at it, and I was like, oh, oh my God. Okay. So, uh, there's, like... there's almost, I've only found two pictures. There's this selfie, and then... I want that as my wallpaper. There's this. And I really like that we or uh, Kenny G is holding up the peace sign. Peace and love. Peace and love. Weird, I was doing his weird, like... Oh! I want their selfie... Framed and like and put a it giant right there. blown up poster, but then we get it signed somehow. We go to their concerts. Oh my gosh, Weird Al, Kenny G, reach out to us. Look at them though. We're not gonna reach out to you. You reach um, out to us. Well, Weird Al looks like Kenny G got punched in the face. 
face. They have the same nose. That's facts. And well, I mean, obviously this is this is this is obvious, but they even have like the hair structure. They have the same hair like texture too. Look at their facial structure, dude. Dude. (laughs) Dying, dude. Look at Weird Al. What do their eyebrows look like, though? Uh, Weird Al, uh, Weird Al kind of has some some bold brows. He's got some. He also has like the apples on the cheeks and Kenny Jesus. Kenny Jesus are more like not not sunken in in a bad way, but more of like a sunken in face. Chiseled. Like, yeah, you can say. see you can see his like jawline and chin and and cheekbones well. Have you ever watched interviews with those two? No. Well, actually, I watched a Kenny G interview, but not. I've Kenny never seen G. the Weird Al one. I told you, Kenny G is just like that famous band kid. Uh huh. That's how he still comes across to me. But Weird Al interview. Is he is he actually weird? I mean, yeah. You don't get famous for parents. No, 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 no. I mean, I like, like weird. Like Rivers Cuomo, weird. Yeah. No. Okay. Rivers, I watched interviews from the '90s with Rivers. No. Yeah, that I, dude's a dork. I couldn't sit through that. It made me cringe so hard. Oh my gosh, that's... Just look up Rivers Cuomo, like, 90... We saw that man in real life. 1992. <laughs> yeah, but now he's, like, married and... the entire, and lame. No, the entire time... Was this when Pinkerton came out? I can't remember, but he had a thing of abstinence for, like, two years or something. And even after <laughs> it was over, he still was like, man. <laughs> what?! Yeah. That's crazy. Which I'm not knocking if that's, like, I'm not knocking that. But, like, I don't know. I just don't understand it. Yeah, I don't either. Anyways, uh, the next song is called One Flight Down. Uh, This is the point where I got tired of Nora Jones. Uh, She's not horrible. Uh, Like, I'm not horribly tired of her or anything. Uh, And I think part of that is because of how non-harsh her sound is. Mm -hmm. But that's also kind of her problem. Is that I'm not sure that this sound could really keep it a lot of people's interest for 14 songs. There's just one track that's like the interrupters. Yeah, it's just full on, just like death metal. Um, is that a type of metal? Death metal? Yes. Metal? Yeah, okay. Uh, I don't listen to metal, guys. Sorry. I don't listen to death metal. <laughs> yeah, I don't listen to death metal. I don't even know that. Yeah, whatever. Um, and. I doubted that the last four songs would change up the sound, really. So, um, yeah. Laney turn. In the way that was, anyway. Uh, One Flight Down. With the lyrical composition and the hints of organ, it seemed to be almost a gospel song, or it was just very hymnal. That's all I really... I mean, that's all I really have. I mean, her songs... Are similar but not the same as I've previously stated, and she hits the nail on the head every single time. She's very talented. We understand that she has her genre, her style, her whatever, with small, unique incorporations, and she sticks to it and she executes it very well. That's all we get from this album, pretty much. Um, she, like I said, she's extremely talented, and I feel like she is underrated. Even though this is a album, that uh, yeah, it's sold, sold 10 over million ten million copies. copies, but no one talks about her. No one really. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it just goes to show. I haven't heard of her, like, and I'm not saying that my like 
name. There was another. If artist. I know you, then you're then you're popular. But literally, I do a podcast about diamond albums, and music is my whole entire I, life essentially. I already said we weren't professionals, but there was another artist where you were like. Um, I'm gonna tell you which one it is. The underrated. I've like. I mean, I've never heard their stuff before. Had we listened? Have we listened to them already? Yeah, it might have been Celine Dion. No, uh, no, because I've definitely heard of Celine Dion. It was a while back. Um, it was still in the closet. The second closet. Is it? Was I talking about? Um, it was a woman. I'm pretty sure. Oh, it was a woman. I think. I'm trying to figure it out right now. Um, maybe I was talking about. I don't know that. That beats me. Maybe Shania Twain. No, I wouldn't say that about Shania. <laughs> also, I'm surprised you didn't say Nora was hot. Oh, did I not? I what did Nora look like? I was. I'm tired. Because I swear on everything, dude. I like Shania to, Twain, Britney Spears. I like to say that. Young Celine Dion. The it's not that the, you're gonna give me in trouble with Kylie. <laughs> Watch your mouth. <laughs> hey, but did I? No, she's not hot. She is not hot. That is not hot. No, she's pretty. Uh, That's an opinion. Well, in my opinion, Miss, oh my gosh, she was a band what's kid. Her, what's her name? Miss <laughs> Nora Jones. I think you are beautiful. She was a band kid. What? What did she play? Was that the clarinet saxophone? What was that? <laughs> Kenny G in it, baby. Kenny G in it, baby. And all goes back to Kenny There you go, Nora. You know what? That's getting edited in. It's right there. Um, what song are we on? Oh, this one. I don't know. <laughs> uh, burning. Band picture. Nightingale is the next one. Oh, okay. The next song is called Nightingale. Uh, this one is written. Yep. Hold on. I'm getting a call. I'm sorry. I'll this continue is- this. Nate's got to go. Call. I'm sorry, this might be important, I don't know. Okay, shut the door. Shut it. Shut the door. Okay, Nightingale. So I initially thought of Oh Sweet... No, that's not it. I initially thought of Oh Sing Sweet Nightingale from Cinderella. I don't know if anyone else relates, but that song will randomly pop into my head every now and then. Um, she also wrote this song as well, which I thought was really nice. But this one picks up ever so slightly. Just a little bit. Okay, I'm in the middle of my. Anybody give a damn? Opinion. <laughs> <laughs> what if I what if I just clean the table off? Um, I I wouldn't. You would have had to clean the floor off too, because I'm not picking that. Shit up. No. <laughs> I just dropped the S bomb. I oh, well. just left. You can dolphin it or something. Um, it picks up ever so slightly, and immediately reminded of the Dixie Chicks, like one of their slow, soft songs, kind of. Her voice is very airy and whimsical and just, I mean, it's just great. Yeah, already touched on that. The drums have a little little moment on their own, and it sounds a bit sporadic like a jazz drummer. This is the first time I can really approve of myself riding down jazz in this. Um, it's your turn. Okay, so I don't really know what Lainey did and didn't say, so sorry if I say something that she did. But uh, this one was written by Nora as well, uh, which is interesting because the lyrics are like, kind of thought-provoking like she's not a bad writer i don't understand why she didn't write more on the album anyways well um, oh i did read something on genius by the time she wrote the popular one on here my mind is shot i'm sorry she hadn't written the song since she was like 16 years old huh how about that 
Uh, I say that a lot, but anyways. How about that? That's on a shirt. Forget the land syndrome. Long album, no substance. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> How about that? Um, the drums in the back, uh, they use a bit more of an up-tempo pattern, and I didn't really notice it till the guitar solo. Anyways, the next song is called The Long Day Is Over. There are literally 32 words in this song. Um, this should have yeah. been the last song on the album. No, it's 12 lines, 6 sentences, 32 words. Mm-hmm. I'm glad we counted. Um, this should have been the last song on the album, uh... Also, don't I didn't really get how this got to three minutes when there's literally thirty six words. On average, she sang twelve words. Well, a minute. that's the thing about her songs; they're so short for the most part, but she has such instrumental filler in each one. Mm-hmm. Length filler, not in a bad way, not in a bad way. Just well, if it depends on what you value, I guess. I don't mean it in a bad way. Whenever I would say that was filler, um, and I don't know how what your opinion on it is, but um, neutral, no opinion. I swear you hear more combined minutes of guitar solo on some of these songs than you do Nora singing. But it's not guitar solo like you would think. It's literally yeah. her picking. Just like that, so. Not even that fast, though. Yeah, it's more like a... This podcast has been crazy. That's our intro. We're so tired. Lane's turn. <laughs> okay. She covered this one as well. It's kind of like the first song in the sense that it's relaxing and makes you feel, to quote the Velveteen Rabbit, like loose in the joints in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like how the snare in some parts of the song sounds like waves crashing on the beach. I don't know if you picked that up, but I did. Mm-hmm. So, this last song is called The Nearness of You. Um, I really don't even have anything to say other than this song could have been left off the album. Like, it's not necessarily necessarily bad. It's just the long day, the long day is over is just such a perfect ending song. It's calm. It's literally about the day being over. Yeah, she should have switched him if she's going to keep up. Yes. Um, We didn't even listen to the deluxe album. And just... This song just sounds like a majority of the songs on the album. Like, I feel like if she had ended with The Long Day Is Over, that would have at least given it, like, a semi-special song as the ending. It It talked about them sitting by the fire, and then you wake up, and, like, the embers are still burning. Yeah, 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 I think so. Yeah, that that one should have been the end of this, but Mm -hmm. whatever, here we are. So, she's accompanied by the piano... It, just just the piano in this song as she expresses her desire for her love's company slash physical touch. Basically, just having them next to her is enough, and that's love right there. Yep. I'll chop this up. <laughs> well, uh, 1 through 92, how you feel? For right now, I keep it where it is. I'm not in awe of this album, but I'm not entirely disappointed in it, so we'll probably have to circle back later um, ordering them all. I'm probably going to bump it down to, like... I figured you would. The, as soon as it finished you. Low 60s, upper 70s. Um, and it's, honestly, it's kind of sucks that I had to do that. Because I enjoyed, like, the album for a little bit. But then, like, I kind of caught on. And it's like, ah, oh, okay. Um, I wish that the people from Dallas would hit us up on Twitter. That's my wish, Dallas. Yeah, um, you said that loud, so now I'm like, 
Oh, shoot. Is that how that works? Oh, wait. Hold on. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's where I have it on my 92. Uh, do you have anything to say before we start wrapping this up? No, I have indigestion. Okie dokie. Twitter. TDM pod. TDM pod. Instagram. The Diamond Mind Podcast. YouTube. If you're an audio listener, you want to see our face. The Diamond Mind Podcast. The Diamond Mine. It literally up, says the diamond, and then under it, mine, and then it has a diamond in the background, like glitter. For right now. <laughs> It'll change eventually. Um, Will it? Eventually. <laughs> Dude, think about it. We're going to be doing this podcast for, like, a long time. <laughs> no, but Z's been just... We're on episode 32 out of 121, minimum. <laughs> She's just been streaming. It's been months. <laughs> Gosh, I wish... Z, hit me up. Anyways... Uh, this has been. Oh wait, guess who doesn't know what the next album is? Um, <laughs> Nate Harrell. Uh, is it Meatloaf? No, I think Meatloaf's later. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Talk to them. How have you been? I'm good. I'm about to start junior in college. So look at that one girl. What if we just ended it right there? <laughs> Part of me's tempted. Oh. Have you seen that girl where she talks like that? And she's like, hello, no. I'm good. And, and she like accidentally like falls or something. It's on TikTok. Oh, God. This has been the Diamond Mind Podcast with Nate and Laney. We'll be back at you next week with Phil Collins, No Jacket Required. Yes.